0: Well, Cody, it has been a while, and uh, we need to apologize to our listeners. But, uh, you know, there's been some transitions here at the DNR and the sports department and the news department, so we're just trying to get our ducks back in a row. Hey, but it's episode 30 something, maybe 40, who knows? I lost count of the Rocktown Sports Pod, Rockingham County's only all local sports podcast. And, uh, Cody, I mean, you, you, you look tired so that means it's the end of the football season <laughs> and let's start there let's put a bow on this football season and i, I we will talk extensively about spotswood and the season they have but i think if you're really looking looking for storylines and with all due respect to that spotswood football program and what they did what they did was expected I'm not necessarily sure you can call East Rockingham after losing 20-some-odd players, seniors from last year's team that went to the state semifinals. I don't know if you can call them going to the regional championship game. They lost a very good stewards draft team, 14-7. to That's another story. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was – and to do it all on the road, to play every single game on the road to get all the way to the regional championship game, that is the story here, Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was the most, you know, outside of, I think, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about T.A. as the surprise story of the season um, for their start when they started off 4-0 and, and how, kind of how their their season got underway after the back-to-back two win seasons. And I think, you know, by the end of the season, um, you know, again, not to discredit T.A. for what they accomplished either or anything like that, but East Rock had to be the story. I mean, like you said, not even just the fact that they replaced 20 seniors from last year, but to start off i think it was two and four um and they they had some blowout losses in there it wasn't like they were just you know close losses and were right there they got you know they lost the spots with that first week without ryan high then they get blown out by riverheads then they get blown out by clark county a few weeks later get blown out by Strasburg. um it didn't look like this was a very good football team at that point it didn't look like they were uh a, certainly not a playoff team um and then suddenly um you know it kind of i think it all started with that page county win um when they beat page county 35 30 in Elkton um that seemed to kind of give them some confidence and and they just rolled with it and we saw they rolled with it over it and they beat some opponents that they probably should have in teams like Rappahannock and Madison but then they beat LeRae um who was the the bull run, bull run District Champion um and then it obviously just kept rolling through the postseason and I, I mean you got to give credit you, there's so many different areas you give credit to you can give credit to the coaches um give credit to guys like Trenton Morris Colton Dean some of those guys um but I mean the whole program it just you know, I, I think that a run like this this year with the roster that they had just further solidifies the fact that Donnie's built a, a great program over there. Yeah, let, let's give credit to the culture that. that and, and I guess if you're giving
0: credit to the culture, you've got to give credit to Donnie Coleman, who's the head coach over there. It, I mean that was probably, you know it, the best head coaching job anyone in the city county did all year. Yeah. I mean not, not even let forget probably. That was, hands down period, the best head coaching job anybody in the city county did in twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah, I mean we're talking about they are seven points away or eight points away, I guess, technically, of of being back in the state semifinals for a second straight year and that it just seems you know, hard to even talk about or hard to even think about it happening after losing that many players. I mean, um, it wasn't just that the fact that they lost 20 guys on the team. I mean, they lost 20 guys who almost every single one played a very key role for them last year. I mean, we know they had the two platoon system. Um, basically, every guy was playing one way. Um, they had to completely change that this year. Um, they became a lot more run-focused this year. They didn't go into the spread as much as they have in previous seasons. Um, you know, they just made adjustments and, and you know, the, the guys kind of grew up throughout the year and, like we saw at the end of the year um they were playing to their strength and their strength was their run game with colton dean and trenton morris and um it worked out for them
0: and what a 180 to go out there in the regular season get blown out up at clark county uh and then in your very first in your in your first round playoff game, they go back up to Berryville and blow out Clark County. I mean, yeah, Clark County was without Rutherford, the the running back who they lost to the season, I believe, in week four or five, maybe mm-hmm. six. But still, I mean, that Clark County is more than just one person on that team, and for them to just that one eighty was just. Just incredible to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, as good as Peyton Rutherford is, I don't think he's worth 34 points. And that's, and that's what, um, East Rock, you know, beat Clark by. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost, it's hard to even explain. And I think, you know, even talking to Don, he thought the, throughout the postseason each week, um, you know, he kind of had a hard time even explaining. He just kind of said, you know, I know it sounds cliche. We all know Donnie is the king of cliches. The man, the, I, I
0: prefer I prefer master. He's, master he's more than okay. just a king. He's more of an emperor. Of he's
1: cliches. he's very great at him. But no, he. I mean, he told me. He said it sounds cliche, but we're just playing good football. And I mean, that, that really is what they do. I mean, their defense got tremendously better throughout the year. I mean, Kyle Gillenwater, he's done a great job there the past few years. And um, you know, they struggled a little bit at the beginning, especially um, against the run and uh, the bull run. And that's what you need to stop is the ru- the run game. And uh, by the end of the the season they had they had figured that out um they were very good against the run um the offense like I said was using the run game to their advantage um and then Tice kind of got more comfortable in the quarterback spot and was able to make plays when he needed to um and all around they just became a very solid team and I think you know it's like we talked about going to the draft game I talked to Donnie about it as you know it kind of felt like to, to me personally that East Rock wasn't even an underdog anymore just because of how well they had played for the previous six weeks leading into that game it kind of felt like everybody even people from short strap could kind of they didn't really view them as a 60 anymore it was okay this is a different east Rock team you might as well wipe away that number six beside them because that that doesn't accurately represent how good they are i mean no hyperbole here when i i tell you that you know i started here in april 2016
0: so my first football season was you know august 2016 that's the bed that's the best coaching job i've seen since i've been here
1: yeah, one of the, one of the most surprising runs. I mean, I've I've been doing this prep football thing for five or six years now, and that's the most surprising run I think, just in terms of what, like I said, where that team was, where they got to, what they had to replace from last year. Every oh, you. Just throw in all those different factors. Um, one of the most surprising and you know impressive runs I've seen. And now, now us as the media might know a little better when he loses
0: what how many seniors off this year's team, and he comes back next year, and he's back in this office doing the uh, the preseason uh, Rocktown podcast, and and you know a Rocktown Sports pod, and and we we you know we know better now to wonder how he's going to replace those twenty seniors because it seems like he has the culture now just to kind of s- conveyor belt in a new group of guys who are going to play the same way that the group of guys before them played
1: yeah because we're going to be probably saying some similar things in terms of they got to replace big names like Trent morris and colton dean and tyson those guys but i mean they showed this year um that doesn't that didn't seem to phase them because you know what dylan williams and darius brown and jaywan evans and those guys were were pretty dang good last year so um uh, yeah it's it's going to be hard to doubt them um, any upcoming seasons now uh let's move on to spotswood uh
0: here's a team who's uh only loss of the year was its uh, last loss of the year, uh, the one that mattered the most, uh, falling down at where uh, the Heritage Lynchburg uh, in the uh, the Region Three C championship game. Uh, but this was not the loss. I think the the run that they had going undefeated to regular season all the way into the playoffs. I think that was expected.
1: It was expected, but at the same time, I think it was was still very meaningful for them what you know i don't think the fact that they kind of expected to be in this position didn't take away from how special it made it for those players just because of the history of that program um we know that they had never been past the second round before um we know that they had, hadn't accomplished a lot of the things that they did throughout the season um back-to-back valley district champions for the first time um most wins in school history so a lot of a lot of record book um type deal things were going on with them there but um yeah i mean you know that that was easily you know i think one of the best spotswood teams in and their program history if not the best um you know even going up there against heritage on friday the the final score is 43-20 and that didn't accurately portray how close that game was um i mean spotswood led 20 to 7 they ended up giving up obviously uh 36 unanswered but it, a lot of those came in a kind of a flurry there late. Um, it, it was a close game there in the second half and really just, you know, dropped passes, dropped interceptions, um, a couple penalties here and there. I mean, there were a couple small things that I thought really made the difference and allowed Heritage to take advantage, and then um, it just kind of snowballed there at the end. You were there. To, did Vaughn just take over? he had a big game for sure and I thought in the first half uh, Spotswood did a really good job of bottling him up in fact the Heritage offense really couldn't do anything against Spotswood I thought the Spotswood defensive line was really um, the most important part in the first half Um, Dallas Cleveland and Colby Morris were both coming up with with play after play after play and of course the linebackers Ben Conahan and Cole Myers but um, second half uh, Heritage came out in kind of a wildcat package they had a had another running back come in um, Rivera and he, he was taking the snaps and um, I think it kind of threw Spotswood off a little bit. And Dale Schiva told me he expected that coming in, um, but he didn't think his guys handled it quite as well as, as he wanted them to. Um, and I thought that was really the difference in the game. Once they went in that Wildcat package, um, that's when Vaughn got going. And then, like I said, even though even though he did get going a little bit, Spotswood still had their chances. They just weren't able to convert. Here,
0: this Spotswood team had its fair share of seniors. Uh, how were those? I mean, how, how how were they crushed after this loss? I mean, you were out there talking to them. What what was the general mood? Was it was it? Did they realize the sense of accomplishment yet, or is it still too fresh the loss?
1: Yeah, I think in that immediate aftermath, it was all very fresh, which is pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I think that's one of those things, though. When they look back, I think that they'll appreciate. You know, just how special that team was. I mean, um, Dale Dale Shifflett sent me the stats of the of their guys the other day. Um, the final numbers I mean some of those numbers that those guys put up um, were just mind-boggling I mean Barnhart with almost 3,000 yards rushing on the year Um, some of the tackles from Conahan and Myers and those guys even Ryan High um, you know only only three interceptions on the year it's a pretty low number and a pretty impressive number for as much as they throw it um, you know, I think once they look back, they're going to appreciate what they are able to accomplish. And I mean, like I said before, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that this is going to go down as if not the best, one of the best spots with teams of all time. Uh, put you on the spot uh, when we're talking next year about
0: surprise teams. Who, like we're talking about East Rock right now? Who are we talking about?
1: Well, I think uh, you know. Harrisonburg and T.A. both are teams that are interesting to me because I think Harrisonburg, you know, with Keenan Glego coming back, um, and they've got some other guys on that team. Isaiah Hamilton is one that I really like. Uh, I think he's a really – He he can do a lot defensively. I I think both of those guys on on both sides of the ball provide them a a solid kind of leader for each side, Um, and I I think they're going to be a team that that could take some steps forward. Um, And then T.A., you know, I know they lose a lot of big names in Grant Swinehart and C.J. Haskins and Jesse Knight and those guys, but, you know, we talked about the sophomore class early on this year um, with Dylan Eppert and Addison Simmons and and Jalen Quintanella, and, and, you know, Jared Peake will be back as a senior next year. So they've still got a lot of skill guys there that if they can get those guys, in the right spots, um, you know. Obviously, they'll have to find a quarterback and things like that. But if they can get some of their skill guys the ball the way they were able to this year, um, I don't think they're going to have a drop off nearly as as drastic as some people may think.
0: Who finishes the best regular season record next year?
1: Are we talking City County? City County. Oh. Man, you are putting me on the spot now. Oh, I'll put myself on the spot too. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna, you know, until the, in, it's become a thing, until they get knocked off. I'm gonna say with Ryan High back, you despite replacing all those seniors, I, I, I'm a firm believer he's the best quarterback in the area. Um, I think with him back, he's enough alone to keep them at the top. But like I said, I think, I think the value is going to be wide open next year. So I, I'll get, I'll say Spotswood for now, but I think it's going to be very wide open. I'm going to say East Rock. I'm done I'm done doubting they can
0: lose <laughs> they can lose every single player off that team uh, <laughs> this year in the next year and I, I am done doubting uh, but hey Cody great job on the football season I'm thankful for everyone who started following us over on uh, the Twitter with hashtag DnRFB uh, and a, a special end of the year shout out to uh, two of our favorite Twitter student sections, the Black Plague at Turner Ashby, and I forgot what the Spotswood one calls them. Blazer, so, crew. Blazer Crew 19, which I'm sure will change to 20 uh, after January, or once January rolls around for uh, being good sports and tweeting us photos of the food that we love. Next up on the Rock Tom Sports Pod, Rockingham County's only all-local sports podcast, is Cody Elliott again. <laughs> and now, Cody, we're going to talk basketball. Hey, I we, you had your, uh, your 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 girls' basketball preview was in uh, today's paper, and today being Tuesday, your boys' basketball preview will be in tomorrow's paper. Tomorrow being Wednesday, but let's talk about your your player your your players the watch lists that you put out last week. And, and I'm really curious about about the girls' watch list because you know my mind coming in, it's like everything begins and ends with Stephanie Odekirk over at Spotswood High School. She's signed to play James Madison. She has long been a legit Division One prospect, and she's going to you know she's gonna you know she's gonna do all right for the dukes uh but i'm curious about who i may be forgetting if i if i'm just the blinders are on me and i'm just staring at stephanie out playing basketball you know who am i missing on the peripheral
1: well i think there's a lot of girls that were playing last year's freshmen that are now sophomores they've got a year under their belt um and they're and they're gonna you know i think the the valley got better this year i think that it, it it's a, a better league. Now, with that being said, I think Spotswood still is the favorite with all the experience they have. But I think there are a lot of young players around the league um, that are going to have big seasons. And one of the biggest ones is uh, Mariah Kane, yeah, the guard I, I at I Harrisonburg. For, I forgot about her. Yeah, I and mean, she she opened up the season last night with 25 points. She scored half of Harrisonburg's points for the game. They, Harrisburg didn't look very good. They had a really slow first quarter, and that kind of um, hurt them. And they ended up losing by 12. But I think Mariah Kane is is a, a top three, top four player in the league this year. And in terms of Valley District. Um, you and know she's only a sophomore. She is a sophomore. And then they have got another one, too, in Jay Garcia, their, their low post player. Um, she came along as the year progressed last year. Um, I think she's a, another strong player. And then, you know, just going throughout the city, county schools, Becca Shifflett, um a, a junior at, at Turner Ashby. She put up 22 last night in her first game, and she was, she was putting up big numbers last year at the guard spot. Um, and then you go out to, to Broadway – a bunch of youngsters coming back with Emma Bacon, the guard, um, A.C. Swartz, the big low post player who really, I thought, got more comfortable throughout the season, and then Eliza Loki, who I know that you were a fan of last year when you went and watched her play in the oh, postseason.
0: Oh, she was fantastic. And so, that's the little guard at Broadway, right? Yes, yes. Oh, fantastic.
1: So you had those three at Broadway. I, and like, that's, that's just, and, you know, those are just some examples of so many young players who last year we saw play as freshmen and go through those growing pains, and now they're back. Um, and I think you can kind of expect for bigger years out of them. Why can't I think of
0: Broadway's post player who's young, too? And, uh,
1: that's uh, A.C. Schwartz. That's what I just yeah. mentioned. Did you? Okay, yes. yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, she was equally impressive in that I, I believe I watched him during a Valley Tournament loss to Rockbridge County, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yep. And yeah, I mean, Loki was just a, I mean, the 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 human pet pill, for crying out loud, just all over the place. And A.C. Schwartz was, I mean, just banging down low and she's only a junior now she's a
1: junior yeah yes. she was a
0: sophomore last year and it was just a very impressive one-two punch and which is where you want that one-two punch i mean yeah it's nice to have two bigs down low but i mean to have that inside outside one-two punch i mean goodness gracious i think that's a team that's primed to maybe raise some eyebrows in.
1: yeah they did, they started off rough last night they, but I, that is a team that i think I agree as well. I, I, when I mentioned in my preview, I thought they were a team that if all the pieces go together well enough, I think that they can maybe make a push. Um, I think Spotswood's way up in number one, kind of in the valley, mm-hmm. and then it's everybody else. Um, you know, Harrisonburg lost Jaquiah Brandon. She went to St. Anne, so that kind of hurt them, but they still do have a lot of those young freshmen. Um, Ellie Muncie, My Way, Jay Garcia, Mariah Kane, all four of those girls played last year as freshmen. They're all back on that team, so they should take a step forward. The Broadway trio, like you mentioned, of Loki Swartz and Emma that's a good little trio there for them along with girls like hannah ferris i think they've got a lot of athleticism there um and then ta i mean they they were arguably the most impressive last night they you know just took care of monticello with these um becca shiflett had a big night leah karakoff um addy reiner so they were another young team last year that kind of got hot at the end of the year and now they're coming into this season and probably with a little more confidence so Yeah, I mean, several city-county teams there. Um, The one team that maybe take a step back here, at least early, um, is East Rock. Uh, And, and, you know, Paul's kind of said he kind of expects them to get better and hopefully be playing their best by the season's end because, um, you know, we know they lost um, Allie Berry, and we know they lost uh, Nicole Jefferson and and Aaron Clayton, and some of those players. But um, the biggest one now is Naomi Gibson, who's out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, She suffered during the fall. So that's their four top players from a year ago now gone. Um, so they're basically starting fresh. They've got a freshman point guard that's supposed to be pretty good, but um, they're, they're going to take some lumps early and then hopefully you know, get better as the year goes along. A little parallel to the East Rock football team
0: maybe. They, get, they take their lumps and they get better as the year goes on. All I know is this is, is uh, I really hope that at some point you all get to use bacon sizzling. In a Broadway game Headline Broadway gamer headline At some point this year Man I tried last year To, to use it and I The never way she
1: shoots it. the ball it, it could happen one night Or at least put it in a lead You know yeah. On
0: on, Mon- on Monday at Broadway High school that's, That smell was Bacon sizzling You know or it's, And you gotta do sizzling You can't do sizzling It's yeah. gotta be I-N apostrophe Period I agree. Please agree. <laughs> Let's move on To the boys side And I think this words where It might not be as clear In terms of who The best player In the city county is So I mean It, it if, oh, it's no, it's pretty clear. Who, oh, that. Oh, what am I thinking? <laughs> I'm crying out loud! Wait, wait, yeah. Oh yeah. Was, oh, what's, outside. Oh, outside it, of him, it's what, not. What's,
1: what's his name? Over at what's its place? Who's got all those Division One offers? I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyler Nickel has made it very clear. Just in two scrimmages, how? I mean, the man's averaging 55 points per game in, in two scrimmages so far this preseason. Well,
0: that could be the most ludicrous thing
1: ever mistakenly said on this
0: podcast. And there's been a lot of ludicrous things mistakenly said. Uh, how can you forget about Tyler? Nickel, goodness gracious. I mean now I'm talking to myself on the pod, and that's where it gets bad. But yeah, I mean outside of Tyler Nickel, I mean how 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 far is the drop off?
1: I mean, I think there is a lot of good talent on that side. I don't I think it's different where on the on the girls side you have Stephanie's in that division one level, McKenzie's playing division two, then you've got a lot of young young players. On the the boys side, you've got a lot of upper that are really good. I mean, just starting at Broadway, you've got Jackson Jameson who I feel like is a tenth year veteran yeah, um. We've, and, and covering Broadway
0: we've been covering him forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and uh, then, and obviously, we've got Caleb Williams coming off the knee injury. He's back. Nate Tannell, Ben Alderfer. So they've got quite a bit of experience there. Um, you know. Over at Eastern Mennonite, we know what those guys got in Chance Church, Trey Gillenwater, V-Way Malong, who just picked up a Division II offer today. Um, they, they were really impressive last night when I went and watched them play against a Division II school um, that really was had a huge size advantage, and Eastern Mennonite just outshot them. I mean, I can't say enough about how impressive they were. Um, and, then, you know, Spotswood, obviously, they, they lost some key pieces, but Rob Smith is a guy that's back. He's going to be a good player for them. Um, and then Harrisburg brings back a bunch of athleticism at, at, across the board. They're really deep again. Um, and then T.A., obviously replacing some key pieces a first-year coach. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, especially you look at Broadway, Eastern Mennonite, um, and some of Spotswood, and then uh, with Tyler Nickel over at East Rock with Tyce McNair.
0: What's his name over at East Rock? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, just there's a lot of. Experienced and really good basketball uh, uh, players across the valley and in the bull run, obviously, um, this year in the city county. So, um, I think you know, we're going to have quite a few teams over on the boys' side that could could make some serious noise this year.
0: Is it a, with East Rock? Is it just a question of how far Tyler Nickel can take them, or is there, I, I, I mean, I, I, is there more to it than just you know what well, Tyler Nickel can do?
1: I think there is going to if they hope to make it a run like they did last year. There's going to have to be more to it, obviously. Um, I do think they have some, some intriguing pieces there around them. I think Titus is one of the areas, better point guards. Um, Kerry Keyes' G- gets He overlooked.
0: gets overlooked. He, does. he w- does. In terms of his point yeah, guard Because he's, all,
1: he, he, he's not a guy who's going to shoot the ball 15 times a game. He's just going to play his role, and, and and that's what makes him a great point guard. And uh, um, Cooper Keys, Kerry's son, he's now up on varsity. He's been opening some eyes during the preseason. He was fun to watch during JV games. He was. Year. He was. He had some big games. I think he had a, a game winner at the buzzer last year. He,
0: he, he reminded me of film of somebody <laughs> that I've seen before when he was yeah. out there playing. And I just can't quite put my finger on who he reminded me of. Yeah, yep. it was like it was like turning on to time machine
1: television, <laughs> like me TV. That's, that's going to be interesting to watch over the next few years. is how much he develops, and then, um, and then, and then, Kyle Evick's another guy who's got some length that can shoot the ball. So, East Rock's a team that I think with Tyler Nickel alone, you know, they go into that bull run. Just looking across the bull run, Tyler Nickel makes them the favorite. Um, and that, that that's not to downplay what those other guys mean. That's just how good Tyler is. And then you add in those other guys. Um, Similar to football, I think we could be talking about this team, you know, saying, wait, wait a minute, how is this team back in this position, despite losing Dalton Jefferson and all those guys from Griffin Morris and all those players that started a year ago, they've got a a very serious chance at that Class 2 level of making another run. Dude's
0: got the potential to to, to average a a triple-double all year, doesn't he?
1: Yes, and he has very serious potential of averaging. I would say close to forty points a game, and because of the way um, Eastrock uses him, and the way he's just so uh, effective with the with the basketball. Well, his game, is just. I mean, and that's
0: what was, uh, and and that's what I'm curious about is is just. We, it, it, last year it was fun to watch him play because he was alongside Dalton Jefferson who played a very similar style you know they were both good at they can both shoot from range they can both pound the boards they can both block shots and I think it was fun to see them both on the court at the same time doing those things and, and I'm just curious to see what his game is like this year without, without that partner in crime uh, I think down low.
1: I just have a hard time seeing anyone in this area stopping him and getting to the rim. Oh yeah no one's gonna stop him I, I'm just I, I'm talking about fun right, factor. Right right no I and I agree I just I think we're going to see almost you know kind of we saw it a little bit in the state championship game in terms of you didn't see him shoot as much from outside in that game he kind of once they got down he kind of took over the game a little bit and started kind of putting his head down and going straight to the basket and he I think that That's might be what we see a little bit more this year. Not to say he's not going to ever shoot from outside. I think he's certainly capable and will probably hit quite a few. But I think that he's going to, you know, kind of use his size to his advantage this year. Um, With Dalton kind of out of the lane and clearing things up for him, I can see him, you know, just kind of taking the ball at the top of the key and and going with it. And if you're East Rock, why not let him?
0: <laughs> and I think the preview for this year took took place during that state championship game, game last season was because and and Dalton will be the first one to tell you this is he kind of he didn't disappear but he was kind of taken out of that. He you know he was completely taken out of that state championship. Yeah, game. It was some foul trouble too. Yeah, and I don't think he put points on the board until the second half. If yeah, I'm not mistaken, was,
1: he had two or three points in the second half. It was a rough night for him. And he like you said, he'll tell you and that.
0: He, yeah, he he basically said as mind afterwards when you know the place emptied out we were just talking there and i think what you saw there was the preview of what life's going to be like this year because you know tyler did everything he could to take over that game and as he took over the game you know they lost still and and and, but as he took over the game you saw those other players like tice at point Mm. guard kind of stepping up in the middle of their roles it
1: was kind of like a passing of the torch situation, you almost saw because um, I even read, read a, a column about it after the game on on how kind of Tyler, kind of you know he was upset with the loss, but then he kind of had this look in his eye where he was just kind of ticked off and like I, I making it was almost like you know you could see him thinking in his head, "I'm going to get back here one day," um, and so that'll be that's what I'm interested to see is. You know, how does he come out this year, and, and how determined is this now that this is completely his team? I mean, don't get me wrong, he was a very key piece to that, that team last year, but that was Dalton Jefferson's team, and um, I think anybody would be willing to tell you that, especially, you know, when he puts up a triple-double with 10 blocks and things like that. I mean, he was doing things um, that this team needed, and that'll be well, that's what's interesting about this year is, But besides the scoring, what else is Tyler going to do for that team, and how much is he going to kind of, you know, make it his own a little bit?
0: And it was fun watching, you know, those two guys step up at different points. Where Tyler, or yeah, Tyler stepping up in the state championship game. Well, if you rewind a month and a half, when Dalton Jefferson completely took over that get that when they finally beat Spotswood, and you know, of all places, at Spotswood, and I think that's where Dalton had the triple double. I think he had ten blocks, he had like fifteen rebounds, he had like 29, 30 points, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's what, you know, Tyler was was talk a little bit about it. Was, I think a lot of it was he's glad he got one of the he helped get one of the all-time greats at East Rock I mean maybe could we call
1: him the all-time great Dalton Jefferson yeah I mean, I mean if he's not he him and uh Javon Butler I think are one and two right yeah, there at
0: and the top. I, and I think that's what Tyler took a lot of satisfaction in that that he got one of the all he helped get one of the all-time greats to Salem or not to Salem excuse me to the Siegel Center in Richmond to the state championship game and you know and to be a freshman and lose a game down there you know, and coming back for you know sophomore, junior, senior year—that's just—I mean, it, those his hunger's got to be off the charts.
1: Yeah, I mean, can we talk about the fact that we're going to see Tyler Nickel probably surpass? Well, we are going to see him as long as he stays healthy. He's going to surpass a thousand career points as a sophomore this year. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean we're talking about a guy that is going to probably break every record East Rock has. Um, I mean, it, it's just—it's going to be—it's going to be a fun year watching him play because I'm telling you, I, I he. He's really blown up, I In mean, the summer did a lot for him over on the AU circuit and things like that. Um, he, he visited Ohio State a week ago. Um, he's re- visited Virginia, I think, two weeks ago. So, I mean, it's it, his—he's really starting to blow up on a statewide level, and I think we're going to see that this year.
0: Yeah, I look forward to it. It'll be sooner. He'll have like the Mac McClung hype videos. Of,
1: maybe we'll remember his name next time. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, yeah, maybe next time we do a pod,
1: I'll I'll remember the best
0: basketball player in the area for crying out loud, man! You didn't throw you. You have a water bottle within arms reach. There, I'm stunned that thing. Well, that I, hit I couldn't me in the let forehead. you
1: keep going. I had to stop you before you got me. crying out loud.
0: I apologize to everybody out there. I got to get out of news. This news. This news site's killing yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> sports sense, man.
1: Killing your brain cells, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 20 years after college, it's now the news that kills my brain cells. <laughs>
1: well, Cody, uh, you got anything else to add or, 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 or anything like that? Or Yeah, you know? we'll probably have more to talk about next week. I mean, plenty of games this week. It's actually a, a, a lot going on this week. A lot of teams are playing. T.A.'s got three games. Um, Nick, that's where Nickel debuts on Friday is against uh, T.A. Who? Who? Tyler, Tyler Nickel against TA. It's at well, East Rock. Oh, so. the kid at East Rock that everyone's <laughs> talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, congratulations to first year coach Brian Matthews at TA. That's what you. That's what you get. Welcome to your home opener. You get to take yeah. on. Uh,
0: Is Orion still? Orion and Job, Angelopoulos? I'm going to yes, butcher Yes, he is there. My, yep. he, now, he's another one. He's like Jackson over at Broadway. I feel like we've he's, been covering yeah, Orion for yeah. like 13 14 years. 14
1: points last night in their season effort. Really? Is he finally a senior? He is. He oh, is. goodness gracious. Man. They've actually got quite a few seniors. I think that they, they're going to be an improved team from a year ago. Um, but, you know... They they lost Trey Gillenwater, um, but you know I think they're going to be tough and gritty. It's just going to be hard to find scoring on a consistent, consistent night. Yeah, I'm curious to see what
0: the rest of the, the 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 boys teams in the area. do. I think the
1: valley's got potential to be really competitive this year because for once I don't think Spotswood is head and shoulders above everybody else. I think. You know, they lost four starters besides Rob Smith. He's the only one that comes back. So I think if – you know, I say every year Broadway has a chance to beat Spotswood and until they when until they finally do, it's going to be hard to ever pick, it, pick them. I think this is a year – if they're going to do it, I think this has to be the year that they finally knock them off.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> That's Cody Elliott talking to you on the Rocktown Sports Pod. I'm Jim Sacco. I'm the host of the Rocktown Sports Pod. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Cody, thanks for joining us.
1: Yep.